crazy general. Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Well, welcome, 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 you little cute, little tiny sweetnesses called my pleasure seekers watching the show today. So happy that you're there. And you're not just tiny, you're also massively awesome, uh, infinite beings. And I'm so glad that you're here. Um, for those of you who are avid listeners to The Pleasure Zone, you're going to recognize my guest today. If you didn't read the show description, well, you're in for a surprise. And if you did read the show description, you're probably sitting with like bated breath at the edge of your seat going, Gaia, Gaia, like, super freaking excited. <laughs> so uh, today's topic is the importance of BDSM coaching. Well, lessons, training, coaching, and getting like education in this. That's the extended version of the title, but yes. it's actually the importance of BDSM education. And Gaia is a BDSM educator, along with many other things, which we'll talk about. But uh, I was excited to have you on because you've actually got a program running that people can get on a monthly call with you. And I thought, what better way to get it out to the world to like put it on over 250 platforms and let everybody know that you have this program, right? So... <laughs> And it was awesome. I was, lo yeah. I loved when you sent me a message like, Hey, and I'm like, all right, let's do this. That's awesome. So, um, so today my little write up for the show is that I asked, you know, anything that you've ever done in your life, you've likely had some kind of training for, you know, if you did ballet, you've had training for it. If you've, you know, done sports, you've had training for it. Even if you're an artist, chances are you've had some kind of training. So why would BDSM be any different? That's my question. Like, I don't know why people think they can just jump in there with zero freaking training. <laughs> and let's start choking each other. Let's just go for asphyxiation right off the bat and see what happens. Is somebody going to die? <laughs> and sadly, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm like, wow, okay, training could be helpful. Yes. Yes. Very. So, so where do you want talk about that? Yeah. So, so do you want to start? Do you want me to start? What I do want you... to tell people how freaking awesome you are? And then we're going to start this conversation. Okay. So right. Gaia is a holistic sexual wellness specialist. She believes the key to a happy, healthy, wealthy, magical, and epic orgasmic life. One of her favorite words, epic is sexual wellness, embracing the human experience and releasing fear, shame, guilt, and self-loathing. Not that any of us have any of that happening ever. No. Right? <laughs> Gaia supports people living with pleasure through the holistic sexual wellness, trauma recovery um, work that she does. She's also a BDSM wellness expert, high priestess, and pro-dominatrix. Notice the word pro means she has some experience there. <laughs> pro-dominatrix. So for over 12 years, she's been a renowned international speaker, trainer, facilitator, podcaster and coach who makes the world a happier safer and sexier place for us all guy is the founder of like a lot of things so hold your pants succulentliving.com 
EmpressGaia.com, HealingOfTrauma.com, and Succulent Living Online Education. Her education and training consists of sexology, trauma recovery, life coaching, tantra training, sex coaching, and lots of practice in the areas of play, healing, and exploring. So you mean you don't just talk about it, you actually live this? What? I did. True story. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to surprise the listeners out there, somebody here is getting married. What? No, you weren't supposed to tell everybody. <laughs> you had to. <laughs> all over social media it's like what what who is this guy who managed to pull this off i don't even understand this well That's tomorrow cool. i'm doing a, i'm doing a podcast episode on how that all happened awesome i love it so it's the weird so things that covid brought out who knew what it would bring out <laughs> <in> the world <laughs> i definitely did not foresee that coming i have to tell you that so you and me both <laughs> sister you and me both I, I read it the first time i was like is she fucking with us like this is <laughs> I don't, this is some kind of a, i don't know what's happening this is gonna be a book right i don't know <laughs> so, how i got married jokes <laughs> yeah tomorrow i'm gonna talk all on my podcast my orgasmic life i'm gonna talk all about all about this because it's definitely not no one saw this coming a lot of people who know me really well are like what is happening so i'm going to talk about why and how and all the things behind it so i love that that's so fantastic because we haven't actually had like a chance to talk in a while and, and one of the last times we were chatting you you were actually doing some uh rituals with people on marrying themselves so it's kind yes. of well now you can marry yourself with your partner how fun is that are you going to do your own like ceremony it's going to happen so then. what's happening is is that uh on friday we're going to city hall to go do the legal stuff um because of covid you can't have friends and family and all that kind of stuff uh once covid is done then we'll have a naked wedding um at the nudist at the nudist resort yeah. and then we'll do our own little ceremony um and then we'll have like a barbecue and a fire and then we'll end the night with like a wedding orgy so that's what my plan is for that sounds like the best wedding ever you're invited you can come you're the sweetest <laughs> <laughs> wedding orgy fuck who's not done that like that needs to be done more not since roman times i bet like been, maybe the French did it in the 17th century. There was some of that happening, but that's not really what we're here to talk about, even though no. I had to bring it up because I was so like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, uh, so good. Uh, so like for one, I, I know I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, like if you're going to be a ballet dancer, you get some training, right? So yeah. what would be the point of getting BDSM education? Like, can't we just tie each other up? Well, you could, but I can tell you some horrible stories of bad shit happening. We might hear some of those so we can understand why it's important. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, actually, let's start with a story. Yeah. All right. So once upon a time in a long time ago when I was still exploring BDSM and I didn't know what I know now, um, I had my partner handcuff me to the ceiling. Now. <laughs> These handcuffs were like the fuzzy, cheap handcuffs that you get at the sex toy store. And they jammed. And we couldn't get them undone. Oh. And 
So we couldn't get them undone. And so basically we had to rip my wrists out of them. And I still, that would have been 15 years ago, I still have a wrist injury from the handcuffing incident. Whoa. All right. So here's like, and, and you would think like, they make it at the sex toy store. So it's got to be like totally cool. And no, no. And this is one of the reasons why you really want to get training because there are many injuries. That's one of my own personal injuries, but so many injuries of like people, you know, die to extreme from short-term injuries to extreme death. You know, for example, if you don't know how to tie somebody up properly, um, all of a sudden somebody goes into a panic, they don't have their safety scissors, you can't get them out and somebody has a heart attack on you. Um, you know, you are doing asphyxiation and choking and you don't know how to do that problem properly. Somebody slips and they, you tied them around the throat, which you should never do. And you didn't, you didn't think about it. You're like, oh, they kind of seemed hot. And then they fall and then they choke and then they die. And then you have to call the police and then you get charged for murder. So there is like, that's the extreme end of the spectrum. Not to mention all the short-term damage of like, body it, it body injuries like shoulder injuries back injuries um distorted like certain parts of our body if we don't tie it up properly we can do damage to our joints we can do damage to our nerves we can permanently have nerve damage so yeah like i'm all that part of the appeal of bdsm is the extreme but you want like extreme risk with safety involved Mm-hmm. And that's why we want to make sure that we take the time to learn how to do it safely and properly before we just go ahead and do it. And those are just the cycle. Those are just the physical damages. Never mind the emotional damage, the psychological damage, and the damage that long term that can be done in your relationships if you don't know what you're doing and how to navigate that and how to communicate and how to set up safety and how to do all of those pieces. Yeah, safety. I think that's not a word you hear often that when people are discussing BDSM, you don't often hear the word or like our imaginations don't go BDSM equals safety because for most people, their perspective of it is BDSM equals danger because they don't have the education. They don't know about the words, like being able to have the communication and explain, even having agreements in advance this is a, this could be a yes, this could be on my nose, this is my maybes, know what my no's are, be really clear on these things. But sometimes those things go out the window because you're on Tinder and you're like, oh my God, you'll choke me? That's so sexy. Just come over and do it. And then you've lost your mind because you're dead. Yeah. So. I have a funny story. You? No way. <laughs> True story. I do. So years ago, I had a girlfriend of mine and she calls me up and she's like, you know, because of what I do, everybody calls, everybody calls me when they have sex stuff going on, right? So I get this panicked phone call and she's like, so I brought this guy home from the bar last night and he totally freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, why did he freak out? She's like, well, I'm sitting on top of him and I'm riding him. And then I started to choke him and, oh. <laughs> and he didn't, and, and he started to freak out a little bit. So she's like, so then I just put his hand on my, on my throat to let him know that it was okay, that I'm good. I'm into choking. 
And then he freaked out and then ran out of my apartment. Yes, I can understand that. And I said, did you ever once have a conversation? Like, hey, I'm into this. <laughs> She's like, no, I thought by doing it, he would get the idea that this was what yep. I was into. There you go. Fine example right there. Oh, man. And so me and her had a long conversation about the importance of communication and <laughs> asking for what you need before you do it. <laughs> oh, that's a really good one. Thank you for that, because that's hilarious and sad at the same time. People's lives give us great examples of what not to do. And that's one of those what not to do moments. Don't that just bring home somebody from the bar and start choking them and think that's going to work because it's sexy for you. Yeah. Yeah. So talk, I want to bring, bring it back to, you're talking about your, like the no list and the yes mm -hmm. list, you know, um, some lingo for our audience who may not know what we're talking about. So in the BDSM community, first of all, let's define BDSM. So BDSM is an acronym for all things kinky. B stands for bondage, D stands for discipline, S stands for sadist, M stands for masochist. Then there's all sorts of variations in that. There's master, slave, dom, sub, there's all sorts of variants. But it's basically the, the, the umbrella in which we fall, everything kinky falls under. And kinky is anything that is not vanilla. So vanilla is basically missionary, missionary position, intercourse, doing it with the lights off. So the range of kink can be just doing it with, the, for some people, that could be doing it with the lights on. For other people, it could be swinging from the chandeliers and choking each other out. So there's like a huge, huge spectrum in the realm of kink and BDSM. That's an awesome range. <laughs> so the lights on to the chandelier. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so one of the key pieces is that you want to create your hard limits list. All right. This is the list uh, that you go over. Not when you're horny, not when you're about to have sex, but you have a conversation about what are your hard limits being, what are things that absolutely no, what are things that are maybes, and what are things that are hell yes, and, and why they are, and each activity has its level and its degrees in each activity. So, so it's important to really dedicate time to build, this is where the safety piece comes in. So you're building compatibility, communication, and safety to make sure that everybody knows what everybody's into. Also, that everybody knows how to do whatever it is that you're going to explore. So at your orgy, are we all going to have to hand in a paper before we show up so we know what's what? <laughs> Just, I'm ready for that. I can bring forms and such and do the oh, yeah, intake. Oh, totally like yeah, you need consent forms I can be your table for that yeah, like, <laughs> please I'd like the forms here's I need the forms for that it's <laughs> what you got to do when you got a big orgy going on so it's true, it's <laughs> true. <know> what's happening <laughs> so what I'm curious about is when was it in your life that you realized this education piece was valuable I would say seeing it with my clients was the, the, 
really hammered it home for me that um, I kept having clients come to see me as a sex coach, coming to see me about their sex life and the things that were going on in their sex lives or the lack of things that were happening in their sex lives. And what I kept seeing over and over and over again were couples who tried to explore BDSM and they didn't have the education. And so now basically they're traumatized. The person who was receiving whatever it was, whether it was spanking, whether it was bondage, whatever power exchange, um, felt traumatized and violated and abused because there wasn't things that were set into place in motion of knowing how to do it. The person who was doing it was the top. Um, it was very much felt uh, in, you know, like they did something horrible and they were a horrible human being. And so I was seeing this happen over and over and over again with my clients or clients going and seeking out uh, pro dominatrix who also weren't educated just because mm. somebody is a pro doesn't mean they actually know what they're doing either. And so um, they were coming back so my clients were coming back and being injured and having injuries and having all these horrendous experiences. And so I was like, okay, so clearly we are seriously lacking in the education component of and the importance of the how to do these things and we get lost really in are. the arousal and the fantasy of the only way that we actually know or learn anything is typically through watching porn and bdsm porn is incredibly dangerous and is there's a lot of faking and there's a lot of stuff that isn't actually happening in real life and if you were to do it in real life somebody would end up dead or seriously injured Absolutely. That was um, one of my thoughts on that was how much the porn industry has affected how people see the like the BDSM world and the impact that has on the people who are watching it thinking this is how I'm going to do it. But these are not educational videos. No, That's not their purpose. No. So, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, we're going to head to our first commercial. There will be music during this. We can do like a dance off during the commercial. So we're <laughs> going to head to our first commercial. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. 
eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. If you weren't watching video, you just missed out because let's say we're just fabulous dancers. That's all I need to tell you. And you can definitely tell the era we grew up in and when we started dancing by our moves. You can tell. That's true. Yeah, it's true. The disco, the, all those disco moves. And for those of you who want to dance with us, just go to a video and you can watch us dance. You can dance with us. We're dancing with you guys. We're not just dancing with each other. We're dancing with you because we want to engage with you. We want to have conversations. And to have these conversations, you can connect with us. You can connect with us in different ways. You can find us on different social media platforms. You can find us on our all the, uh, the different websites that I've mentioned as well. You can find those links in Inspired Choices Network so that you can connect with Gaia. If you do message us on um, social media, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to reject dick pics, but if you're going to send me one, explain to me what you want me to do with it. Do you want me to evaluate it? Do you want, you know, and if you do want me to evaluate it, I got to tell you there's rates on the evaluations. And you know, there's some things like, let's get clear on this. And if it's a dick pic and you want me to like set you up with somebody, that's a different fee. So let's get clear. So just so you know, I'm sure guys got her fees on there too. (laughs) Yes. I, I, I actually prefer not to have any dick pics. Uh, There you go. You know, um, that's, I, I, I like to choose consensually choose what dicks I see. If they pay me, I'll take it. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> all right. Well, we all have our different levels, yeah. right? Yeah. Cool. If you want to give me $50 to give you an evaluation of your penis, I'll give you an evaluation, but you need to pay me for my time. So thanks. Yes. Just yes. saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I support uh, that. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. So we are today, we're talking about the importance of BDSM education. And just before the break, Gaia mentioned a few key things like death could be a result of some uneducated BDSM play, which would be in the realm of kink, which is anything outside of vanilla, which we have categorized today as doing it with the lights off missionary. Yeah. I was trying, when you said that, I was trying to think of when was the last time I did it with the lights off missionary? And I think I'm like, I think I was like 17. I'm not sure, but I had to like think back on that. that that's a fun thing to think about. Maybe See, that becomes kinky then after a while because you haven't done it for so long. Right? Like I always find it kinky when we turn the lights off because I never have the lights off. Go. So it's like, ooh, now we have to like, it's kind of like sensory play. So it adds a new level of kink because now it's like, I can't see. So I have to touch everything. So it's kind of like I'm wearing a blindfold. So That's all of a sudden fun. it becomes kinky again <laughs> to me. That's awesome. It's like going back to the teenagers. You're like, what's this? Oh, that's what I do. Oh, oh, that's your anus. Ooh, that was fun. (laughs) That's, that could be a lot of fun, right? You just bring it back to the the days of yore and just think about what you have done in your life and, and oh, bringing it back to like those teenage years of 
being oh so fun and naive, not really knowing what you were doing. Although I swear I always knew somewhere in my heart what I was doing because I somehow had mad skills from some weird mad skills. I don't even know where they came from. Somehow I think innately some people just have weird mad skills and you're like, why did I know that at that age? Like, how did I know that? I just knew. I listened to a lot of sex with Sue, mind you. So she gave me a lot of instruction. Yes. Well, that's another conversation for another episode around why do we know what we know when we shouldn't really know it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay. So where do we want to take our conversation? You, do you have some questions you got? Yeah, I totally have some questions. So when you're doing some training with people in terms of being an educator, what are some of the things that you find people are coming to you with as like one of their most requested, I would like to learn sort of methods have you noticed any themes I would say just understanding the nuances of BDSM like the basics so there's some basic things like impact play bondage power exchange those are like the three major sort of umbrellas Um, and how do we understand and the biggest one is how do we understand power exchange and this is something that I really love because there's power exchange in every interaction with every human, every moment of your life. And learning to understand that ebb and flow and the power exchange that's happening in your life also can bring it into the bedroom. So even if we're not talking about kink, we're just talking about, well, somebody's leading and somebody's following in a sexual experience, in a conversation, somebody's leading and somebody's following. And so that I would say is probably the most mind blowing that I find that people are like, oh, now once they get and understand, like truly understand and integrate that construct of power exchange, dropping into the realm of the psychological aspects of BDSM and the arousal responses that come from this power exchange um, adds a whole new experience. Because a lot of times it's not just about the actual extreme play or the impact or the sensory play. Most, a majority of it is the psychological mindfuck and the, the power exchange that's happening. And so once we understand that, then it makes it easier for us to navigate those waters within our relationships with people. I love that. What would you say would be one of the most surprising things that you kind of discovered through BDSM play? On a personal level, um, there's lots. Like a personal level, I've used BDSM as a therapeutic tool to heal some of my own trauma. And healing that trauma. So for example, when I was, you know, here's some content warning. So just everybody hold on for a sec. Okay. Um, But as a child, I was gang raped and choked in that gang raped. And I could never have anybody touch my neck. Everybody could, you know, sexually, I could have every other part of my body touched, but I could never have my neck touched. And through conscious reprogramming so I was consciously aware of this is what I wanted to do I wanted to reclaim my throat being touched and so choking became turned into from a thing that was incredibly traumatic to me to now one of my top sex play in my own life of breath play and that happened through choosing 
to consciously reclaim that. Otherwise, it still would probably, to be honest, it would probably still be a thing that no one could touch my the, the front of my throat. I think that's a beautiful thing that the more I've um, looked into like the exploration of BDSM, the more I find that it's actually a healing art. Yes. Which yeah. was actually to me the surprising. So when you're talking about like the healing of traumas, there can be so much that we have these things, right? That we kind of hide from ourselves and we don't realize it. And then for example, like if people would go to touch your throat, you would have an idea. You're like, yeah, I know what happened, but to the level of how the body still holds it yes. is surprising. And then to have maybe uh, partners that w- are willing to work that out with you so that you can heal that is, I think, one of the greatest gifts that you can offer another human being. Oh, yeah, it was, it's incredibly powerful. And then on a, another level, um, embracing my inner sexual sadist, which has been a journey. And, and a journey that's been very challenging because we're not, I'm, just, I'm a woman, I'm supposed to be nice. I'm supposed to be nice and I'm supposed to be pleasant and I'm not supposed to take up too much space. I'm not supposed to be mean and laugh hysterically at other people's dis, like discomfort and get off on that. Like, I'm not supposed to do that. Like, you're not allowed to do that. It turns out that that's very much the core of my being, that I love making people uncomfortable and it <laughs> gives me great satisfaction, both personally, professionally, and emotionally. <laughs> I understand that. I love having those uncomfortable conversations where people just want to leave the room too. And Thank you for mentioning that. I didn't ever consider myself as a sadist, but now that you say that, I'm like, I actually really do enjoy making people highly uncomfortable a lot. So, well, yeah, so, there we go. So, I, so I we have sh- a little bit of that going on myself. So we should talk further about that later. <laughs> I like that. I think that's quite fun, actually. That's funny. There's also like a sort of a weird joy. Like when you watch movies where, I don't know, like our sense, maybe sense of humor is weird in that it is funny when, I don't know, somebody falls off a cliff and you're just like, that's funny. Like they just fell off a cliff and yeah, you that's laugh your and people inner... are like, that's rude. And you're like, that's funny. And that's your inner sadist. Yeah, that's awesome. And what I found is by creating a safe containment space in the realm of BDSM, where there's this beautiful safety, negotiation, consent, the... I'm the sadist and I have a masochist who get enjoys being tortured. So I enjoy the torturing. They enjoy being tortured. It's a win-win. And so (laughs) when we're in that, when I have that space to play, it actually makes me genuinely, authentically nicer in my life. So when I am dropping into that place of being really kind and loving, it's because I genuinely am kind and loving because I get to have an outlet where I'm not kind or loving. (laughs) There you go. Totally cool. Oh, I love that. I think, you know, I I probably took up martial arts for a number of years because I did like just want to beat people and it was one way to do it. And and I found that healing too, and that it was more about working my shit out with people who had been violators in my life, that it was uh, far easier to go punch or kick or whatever, work it out with that and, and get the breath work through that too. It's just more aggressive. So I'm looking at a lot of different aspects and like, I hadn't considered that because, you know, reading the work of uh, Saj, the Count, 
I would not like, I wouldn't look at his work and go, I can identify with like that level of, of way of like wanting to harm people. Maybe I have that and I haven't like actually done that. Well, no, that's crap. I've actually, I have, I have, yeah, I won't even go there yet. But now that I think about it, I've had moments where I had full gratification where I, where I felt like I almost killed, like where I was on the verge of killing somebody and I felt very freaking satisfied by it. Um, people who were aggressive and like trying to harm me, but I'm like, I'm going to freaking get you. There was some satisfaction in knowing that I could, I could go back and I could get that. Just talking about that just makes me really thrilled right now. So that's cool. Yeah. So that would be your inner sadist. Inner sadist. <laughs> like, I wonder if we all have an inner sadist. I believe most it. of us do in some capacity. It's whether or not, it's whether or not we admit it, own it and allow it some space in our world in order to expand and explore it. Right. And that's, that's that piece around This comes back to the education piece is that because I have an inner sadist and she's very sadistic that I need to make sure that I make sure that I understand how to do it from a place of safety, consent, um, negotiation, hard limits. I need to put in boundaries and checkpoints so that I don't cross the line and there's no dead bodies in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, don't need that. That would not be pleasurable to have to go to jail for that, I don't think. No, Unless it's like it too much work. On. Too much work. And then there's the paperwork and all, all the things, right? you know, like so, but it's that education piece that is a key ingredient of coming to that place, not just education, but also coaching and self-acceptance and self-love and just coming to terms with, well, what is that about me? And I don't have to be ashamed of it and I don't have to feel like a freak and I can own it. And now that I can bring it into the light of my life, it's not playing itself out in dysfunctional, unhealthy ways in my life. Well, that's helpful, right? So, yes, you know, so you're not like, you know, wanting to blow up at the person at the gas station or, you know, s- scream at people who are being too loud or any of that jazz. Yeah, no. having an Most outlet for anything is good. Yeah, and I find it's funny because when I tell people that I'm a sexual sadist, they're like, what do you mean? You're so nice. That's why I am. That's why I'm so nice. <laughs> <laughs> because once this- a week, I got to go beat and torture people. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I even like I was just saying to my my hubby lover the other day, I'm like, you know what, I have a lot of like, I used to do a lot of anger work, I used to do a lot of therapy where I'd get out the anger. And then I don't know, the last year or two, I was feeling pretty good. But then recently, some things triggered me. And I was like, I think I need to bring my I need to bring back a board that I can punch like with a focus. Mm -hmm. And I can put people's faces on there. And I can feel really like that would give me as much satisfaction as actually having them there because I can like put the energy into it that'll just make me feel like I'm getting it into the into the world. So is I think if you can find your outlet, like if you can find your outlet for these aspects of you that maybe you're hiding or you thought, you know, you're like, I'm doing pretty good with this. And then all of a sudden one day something shows up and you're like, yeah, not so much. I need to do some, need to get that out. <laughs> find a resource it could be your inner status you you could really have something like that going on well and I also just want to put a caveat here because we're talking I'm to start talking about violence is that one of the important rules and safety rules is that you never play when you're angry 
So you never hit when you're angry. You never play when you're angry. You never engage in BDSM when you are drunk, high, or angry. Because you need to make sure, especially as the dom, which is the top who's taking care of the situation, is that you need to take care of the person who is your submissive. And it's not just willy-nilly that, oh, I just desire to do this, so I'm going to do this, and you're going to take it, and you're going to like it. Like, it's, you know, you know, there are a lot of layers in that so that it doesn't turn into, you don't turn into an abuser. And it's very easy to become an abuser and it's very easy to find people who want to be abused because they're moving from those places. So that's another piece that we can bring, bring it back to the importance of education and the importance of understanding that you can't just go off starting to hit people just because people say you can hit them. And you're Maybe getting take a out. class for that and go do exactly. some martial arts and kick it out there. Exactly. Go or get a you, board, get a punching bag, right? Bag, like, get all those sources. kinds of there's sources yeah. to relieve your anger. There's anger management tools. Um, BDSM is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> get the ever, anger out, and then you might realize how much you actually have that that enjoys hitting or striking yes. people. Then you might actually take it to the next level. But um, yeah, that's that therapeutic level of getting it out of your body, like. Yeah, there, there is so much need for that. I, I, you know, I've, I have a random homeschool now. I don't know if you know this, but like no. three days of the week because I'm fucking cracked and I seem to just have all the time in the world. My daughter didn't want to go back to, to school full time. So we have kids here and they definitely are amazing triggers. And I was like, I, I need to actually go have a bag to punch because they're driving me crazy. And so he was like, okay. I said, yeah, it's for everybody's safety that we need this because I know me and I can get violent. Like I know that about mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And if you know that about yourself, you should do something about it and don't yeah. harm people. That's don't not harm the, people because that's yeah. not consensual. No, that's, that's not, not what consensual. we're talking about as far as BDSM no. goes. Yeah. yeah. And I think there is a confusion there. Sometimes people don't yes. get that. Right. So, so I'm like, oh, I do get that. I have that that desire to hurt people but maybe if I got it out in another source would I still or it's a good way to find out yeah and and yeah the whole releasing whether it's like martial arts so for me I do drumming I do hand drumming mm. African hand drumming and primal screaming and that's how I like release the anger out of my body I also throw rocks in the river and swear like a drunken sailor while I'm screaming while I'm doing that at the river and I also throw eggs at the trees so yeah these are the ways that I release my anger there you it's, go which is important very, very Primal screaming is amazing. It's yeah. such an amazing way to move that because we all have something that we've actually probably stopped ourselves from saying or voicing. And that's a phenomenal way to get it going. Um, I love that work too. I've done it. I did it for years and I used to do it with people. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I love like even primal dancing can be amazing. So for me, there's a lot in the body that when we're storing these emotions, there's so much stored in the body that can get confused where we're like, it can be so on the zone of this turns me on. And then at the same time, it could, it could take you down like a path that you weren't intending to do, like killing people. It's not the path you were intending, but there's so much energy built up and so much intensity behind these emotions. You need to find a way to release that, but then find a way to actually create something with it. So 
to me, BDSM is where you're creating with it. You got to release shit and then you can create shit. But a lot exactly. of times we forget that we got to release some shit before we can create some shit. And we, and yeah, and we must release our stuff. Like this is not a, it's not a framework in which we want to, you know, uh, reclaim our power and take out our abuse on somebody else. Like the, all of those things need to be healed and released before you step into the dungeon, before you step into that place of let's play, because that's why it's called play. It's not, it's not called, it's called play because you're supposed to be playing. It not needs work. to be not work. It's supposed to be fun. And it means that it's clean and it's clear and it's safe. And you have all the tools and all of the knowledge that you need to make sure that everybody has a really good time. I love that. We're going to, we're a little bit behind on a, a commercial. So we're going to go to our last commercial. We'll just take two for this one. So you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com now back to the program welcome back <laughs> sweet pleasure seekers you'll probably find out how truly sexy i am when you go to video and you watch the crazy things that i do with my face you'll also realize that guy is such a goddess with her eyeballs too like we're just we're we're this <laughs> special kind of sexy you guys aren't expecting you're not expecting this at all (laughs) (laughs) but what I always find amusing about myself when I when I talk about sex and I'm looking at my own video I'm like I find me to be very like amusing as a person like if I were to describe myself I find myself quite amusing I don't describe myself as look at her she's like a sexy person who's doing like sex talk no I'm a goofy person who loves to talk about sex that's pretty much how I would say that's how I am and I think things are funny like I find life pretty hilarious and I laugh a lot during sex like I find sex funny everything about it is funny and luckily I haven't offended people with my laughter because that would be sad (laughs) and you know it's and this is just one of the many reasons why you and I get along so well because I find myself incredibly entertaining like that's I find myself completely entertaining and I laugh so here's the thing about me I laugh during sex all the time and when I'm in the dungeon 
I laugh nonstop. So like as I'm hitting somebody and they're squealing, I'm laughing with this evil maniacal laugh that while I'm also having an orgasm while this is (laughs) happening. Um, So I'm all about the laughing. It's all about, there's just so much wonderful things that are released in our bodies when we laugh. So true. So if you ever thought sex had to be like super serious, education doesn't even have to be serious. No. What I'm curious about is what are some of the key things that you would feel is very like, okay, what differentiates like your course coming up that you're starting that monthly program? What differentiates you from say like some of the other programs you might've seen out there? So I created this, so when I was, I was last year, I ran a BDSM 101 guided program. And what I found is the students really loved when I had some of the students in my dungeon and I was demonstrating on them while my students who were like virtual were watching. And they really found it incredibly fascinating because it took it from conceptual to being able to see it actually unfolding so they can understand the nuances of so I can talk about what it is to spank somebody but to see all the subtle nuances of where I position my hand and this the you know the gentle touch in between the you know the impact and and then blowing and listening to the person moan because they're like in this ecstasy and how that all happens it's a very different experience to see it happening versus me explaining how it happens and so I was like, okay, so we clearly need to have a program where we can blend both the education, the how-to with seeing what it looks like and then the opportunity to ask both me and whoever I was in the scene with questions afterwards. And so what? So I basically developed it because that's what was happening, unfolding in my class. So typically out there in programs, you either have the how-to, and it's very Mm -hmm. clinical and it's very technical, or you have, you go to a play party, a kinky play party, where you can go and you can watch people play out a scene. And a scene is sexual, BDSM sexual activity. And, but you can't interrupt, you can't ask questions, and it's very much you are a voyeur. That's all you get to do. So... The idea around this program, which I'm so excited about, is it blends all of the things. So each month we do a two-hour event live so you can be or streaming so that you can be anywhere in the world. And um, the first half I teach you, I pick one kink and I teach you about that kink or fetish, the how, the safety, the how-to, all the different layers, all the different levels to it. And then I play out that kink with my demo dolly that's with me. And then afterwards, you get to ask us questions. And so this is a very unique experience of blending all of those components together. I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I have, um, through different training courses I've taken, seen the instructionals, seen this, watched the different, you know, watch some various porn on it, but frankly, I'm not very amused by the porn because I don't really feel people in porn. I'm not very good with porn because I need to be able to like feel the people feeling it. Mm -hmm. So if I can like, if I can like get the energy off the people, I'm good with that. 
I'd actually written to some porn people once and I was like, cause I'd been offered a role and I'm like, well, thanks for the offer, but I don't think you could do porn in the way that I'd want to be presented in porn. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I talked to my husband about it, he's like, why don't you go and ask them if you could coach? And I'm like, well, I'd love to coach because I don't think they're putting the energy through it, which who doesn't love a husband who says, why don't you go coach porn? I know. It's awesome. Right. So good. <laughs> so, so I, I, though, when I wrote back to them, I got no response and I was kind of like, come on people. You don't realize that there's a, there's a market for people out there who would actually like to feel this. And I think what you're offering is it's not porn. It's educational, but in, in a way it can be pornographic because you could get turned on by it because it's not only is it real time, but people having real experiences, which is different than pornography. So even when people are filming their own porn, it's different because it's all, how can you make it look the best? It doesn't have that like essence or quality about it that makes you feel like the people are present, right? I think yeah. that's, that's what you're saying is like the presence of you being there with that body is a very different thing than instructional video 101. Here's your hand. You're going to put your hand on this part of the body. You're going to test out different levels of intensity of impact and you're going to see how the person responds and what do they like but it's very like one two three yeah yeah so and and so yeah so I'm very excited about this because it is really all the opportunities for people to engage engage in your own arousal response to learn about a kink that you may not have ever thought that it would be your thing. And all of a sudden you're now watching the play scene and now all of a sudden your genitals are throbbing. You're like, whoa, that's the best who thing knew? Yeah. <laughs> who, who knew I'd be okay with that? <laughs> that would yeah. turn me on, right? Um, so there's all the potential of expansion of your repertoire, not only learning about improving your repertoire but also expanding what is your thing so yeah it's this beautiful program so come join us I think that's awesome it's, it's actually what inspired me to connect with you and I thought yeah I'm going to create more time in my life and day because because I'm crazy and I just create a lot of <laughs> stuff in my life like yeah but if this is only two hours a month I can do this I can do this two hours so uh, I'm going to be in I'll be signing up for that and I invite anybody else who wants to, you know, be part of this with me. If, mm -hmm. if it turns you on to think you're in a class with me, that's awesome. Do it. <laughs> Choose it. I think that's hilarious and awesome yep. if that would like turn you on. So all for it. And, and oh, so, and there's all sorts of like extra bonuses to being in the program beyond just how fabulous this is. Like you, you could become a dolly, right? Like you could you show up at your yes, house. <laughs> yes, you get, if you're a member, you get to put your name in the hat as to becoming for all of you exhibitionists to being a demo dolly for that month. So, and normally that would cost $600 to spend two hours of time in, with me in the dungeon. So, you know, that's awesome. It's pretty and awesome. Then I also have um, building relationships with vendors. So I already, so products and toys and furniture and preferred rates on discounts on all of those things. So as you're like, as I'm like, hey, okay, so we need this, this, and this. Um, I have people who can provide that for you that is you know, preferred rates. So you get discounts for that as well. That's awesome. 
Yeah, that's super. Because there are a lot of variations in toy qualities out there as yes. well. Um, I don't go into toy like toy stores that often because I think the last few times I went in, I was so highly disappointed by the quality of products. Yeah, I was like, ugh. Um, but you can you can find a lot of different like niche market um, companies that will have really good products out there. So definitely look for those different ones and Gaia will have connections to that. So I encourage you to connect with her so that you can get into those. And can you give them everybody just one more minute of your time to let them know how to connect with you, how to get into that course? Yes. So the way to enroll is go to, so I have two, so I have a hub now where it's like one-stop shopping, all things Gaia. So you can go to GaiaMorissette.com. Um, so you can find all the zillion other things that I do in the world, but specifically for this particular program, if you go to empressgaia.com, there'll be a section that says membership program. Just click the membership program and follow, follow the, the prompts. Follow the prompts. That's awesome and easy, super easy. So I know that there are ones, people out there that are listening going, I've already heard things today that sound intriguing and I never thought that maybe me, maybe I could be interested in this. So I think you should go for it because honestly, I could tell you that 10 years ago, I wouldn't say that I would have been okay with being spanked. And then there's something that switches where you realize that there's when there's safety, when there's healing, when there's something that your body has actually been calling out for that, that you know that in choosing this, it's going to actually create for your life, you'll start choosing it, even though you might have, you might in your brain be going, this is wacko. But when you know, in your heart of hearts, this is actually going to create greater in your life, you'll start choosing things that surprise you. And I wouldn't be surprised how many of you are actually into BDSM and maybe didn't even know it because maybe your life's been a little vanilla for a very, very long time. And you could use a little fun, you could use a little, anything a little different. And that's the beautiful thing about BDSM is that there are so many kinks, as I said, we have a variety of huge amounts of possibilities and the intensity of those possibilities. So even just adding a blindfold to your life, which, which is sensory deprivation, you know, there's like l- the lighter side to the extreme of all of these different activities. And you might, you'll be most likely surprised that when you would give yourself permission to let go of the shame that what we're supposed to be as sexual beings. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then... Have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.